Hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Justice Squad, recorded for your enjoyment. Um, just bear with me, this is the first one I've ever recorded. Uh, I was very nervous, I don't know if you can tell. Uh, you will be able to tell, by the way. Uh, if you count the amount of times I say, um, you will count to a very high number. There is no prize, I'm sorry. But here's the episode, I hope you enjoy. So we'll start with the, why does this all matter? Um, so The Justice Squad is obviously about justice and to be best ready to, uh, you know, promote justice, you need to know what injustice looks like so you know what to target. Um, so when you're thinking about injustice, I think it's it's best to look at old civil rights movements, and by old I mean uh, old events in them because they're still going on, um, to help us be better allies and activists in the present. Um, both of the topics that I've picked the Free Britney and the Yellow Wallpaper deal with feminism. One of them is very much so in the past, and one of them is very much so in the present, so we get to see uh, where we have been and where we still need to go. Uh... <clears throat> so, when I thought of Britney Spears, I thought of this iconic picture, and I'm recording, so imagine um, the Hit Me Baby one more t- Wait, what's it called? Oops, I did it again. That's the one. Um... <laughs> So we all know a girl from high school that dressed up as her, and she was actually in high school when this happened. Uh, She became a pop star at the age of 17, and not just a pop star, she was a sex icon as a minor. Uh, It just is what it is, it happened, and um, probably shouldn't have, but times have changed, hopefully for the better. Um, Quick things that you didn't know, uh, both of Britney's parents quit their jobs to basically live off of her. Her dad, I think, promoted and was her manager, and her mom did some other side job. And uh, her whole kind of adolescent slash young adulthood, she was very much told by her parents what she could and couldn't do. And she met this guy named Kevin Federline, and as an act of rebellion, married him and had two kids. Um, And because of that, her family kind of lost uh, their grasp on her. So they got mad, and they were like, you gotta divorce him before he divorces you, because it's Hollywood and that's how it happens. So they uh, forced forced her to divorce him. She lost her kids and had her meltdown because of this. And um, we've all seen the pictures of her with her shaved head, and this is about that time. Um, And her dad used those events to file for conservatorship, and he has had it since 2008. And if my math is correct, that's 12 years of conservatorship. Um... So we look at her present, and again, after her mental breakdown, her dad applied to be a temporary conservator, and this normally happens to, like, pieces of art or, like, you know, inanimate objects, but it can apply to, you know, living people, too. And um, he basically assumed all of her rights and her consent, and now she's 38 and still completely controlled by her father, which means that she can't do a lot of things without permission, um, some of which include getting pregnant, driving, leaving her home without permission, or even to speak about her conservatorship. And to switch it from temporary to permanent conservatorship, uh, her dad used signs of dementia as uh, a reasoning. Signs, not actual uh, symptoms, just signs. And um, I think on on TikTok, that's what the email was about, where uh, she has some secret codes that she's putting out. Uh, I don't know how much I can verify it, but apparently if you look close enough, that says help. And uh, she wears certain colors. She wore yellow. (laughs) And what does this all mean? Um, So 
without others, there is no self, right? Without something to compare yourself against, you kind of can't really have an identity of self. So um, we can't escape the fact. I, I even put my little initials by that because I, I wrote it and I was like, wow, that sounds good. So I'll read it. Um, we cannot escape from the fact that our identities are only made in relation to society, but we can shape the society from which we draw our identity. DM, those are my initials. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's just this constant... Uh, hmm. in, the, in the eyes of society, making your identity, uh, and sometimes society doesn't agree with your identity. Uh, proof of this changes the yellow wallpaper back in those times. Uh, women that wrote and were, you know, uh, more than just housewives were seen as odd and probably sick in some way. And um, it led to a lot of over-medication and uh, kind of domestication of women that wanted to do more with their lives. So we go into yellow, the yellow wallpaper, and here's a crash course. Uh, it's about a woman that suffered from postpartum depression. And her doctor, a.k.a. her husband, misdiagnoses this and uh, doesn't allow her to do, to do whatever kind of work. Um, it is under my opinion that humans are kind of designed to work towards something that they like. Uh, so filling your time with hobbies and things that you enjoy. And he took away her hobbies. He took away her uh, autonomy in a way. Um, so she's in her room and her room has this nasty yellow wallpaper as she describes it. And she starts seeing figures and shadows in the wallpaper. And one of the most, uh, what's it called, meaningful uh, hallucinations, in, in my opinion, that she sees is women trapped behind the bars of the wallpaper. And it's not just one woman, it's, it's multiple women. And uh, after this, she keeps seeing the shapes and uh, eventually goes completely mad. And I think near the end of the story, she's just like crawling around looking at her wallpaper endlessly. And, um, what can we draw from this? All right. This is all my interpretation. You're open to your own interpretation, but I sat down and typed this. So this is what came out of my brain. Uh, I think that the women trapped in the wallpaper represent the women in society at the time and how, uh, their roles kind of incapacitated them from doing what they wanted to. And if they did, they could be deemed insane, medicated, whatever. Um, and that the lack of auto autonomy that she felt led to or worsened her mental health. And what she needed was not to change herself, but the world around her. And the story actually did change the world a little, fun fact. Um, a lot of uh, medical professionals that read the story um, kind of sympathized and empathized and uh, realized that they probably shouldn't be drugging women until they're incoherent. Um, surprising that they'd have to make that revelation, but they did, and uh, it probably helped the women's rights movements to, that came and followed. So what now? Um, sorry, I just talk a lot and then I lose oxygen and then I need to replace the oxygen with a yawn. Uh, so there's, there's been this kind of like a, a pattern of separating sick people from the world to heal them. In the yellow wallpaper, they separated, uh, the woman from society and her hobbies and everything she enjoyed and tried to make her relax to heal her. Uh, for Brittany, they separated her from the world entirely. Uh, somehow she's still able to make have a job and make millions of dollars, but she she's too sick to make her own choices. Um, and you can even see these kinds of patterns pop up in like uh, the the prison system, where you take individuals that have obviously undergone something and aren't able to 
live to the standards of society that we set, which already, like, sus. But instead of helping them uh, become better members of society, we just separate them and make them live separately. So, you know, it's, it's not the best uh, process. Um, you see it with kids in cages. You see it with a lot of different cages, physical borders, uh, non-physical borders. But we are components of society, and we are responsible for making the change as activists. So what I can say as advice is don't let other people call you crazy. Don't stand by and watch someone get called crazy and don't call people crazy because calling someone crazy sets up this mental border that separates them from reality and it's very damaging. Uh, I would not recommend it. Uh, I think that's all I had. So questions and discussion time. This is normally where you unmute yourselves and we speak with our vocal boxes and whatnot. Um, can you think of any other examples of alienation of marginalized groups? Uh, what's something that stuck out to you? You know, uh, has this changed the way that you look at the world? Also fame. I could rant about fame for hours, but if you guys want to talk about it. I don't. But she was literally just about to talk to me about it. <laughs> I, I think of, of kind of alienation a little bit is like within schools and where funding for schools go. So. Um, typically, like, the smaller and typically more minority-filled schools don't get as much funding, and then they're kind of alienated from private schools, charter schools, all those sorts of things, and then it obviously leads to a lot more other problems within the school system, and <laughs> that was my first thought. Teachers yeah. deserve to be respected and paid just as much as doctors and lawyers, because where, how, okay, where would lawyers and doctors be without teachers? Anyways, yeah. Okay. Back to the. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I can probably speak a little bit more on that. Uh, I I went to a CPS up until. Oh God, I don't know. Somewhere between elementary and middle school, I was in a CPS, and um, yeah. I just remember being like. Uh, you'd you'd have to memorize your little password and like you'd you'd have a number and like you were just a number in the cogs of the system and it's like probably not the most conducive to getting an education uh but one time i guess the number of oreos in a jar right so uh i won a prize um that is my best memory from cps <laughs> i think it's kind of strange that I, I don't really know the specifics of, like, the Britney case and whatnot, but, like, the fact that they allowed her father to be like, oh, yeah, she's your object, now have fun. <laughs> like, she's a full functional adult, and, like, you can't, like, the process of claiming, like, even, like, insanity over someone to get their, like, not rights, but, like, consent, like, that that's a whole process, and that's just in terms of, like, medical consent to be able to, like, determine, like, their medical decisions in case they're like unfit like that's a whole thing but like to control somebody's entire life i feel like there should be a little bit more to that process that makes it almost literally impossible to do that of you know in adult like i don't know i just think that's wild i don't know i, th I think it's it's also wild that this was done in front of the public eye and it's been in the public eye for so many years and people talk about it but you know, I was watching this one podcast in preparation, and it was, like, some pop celebrity guy that, like, does these all the time, and everybody in the comments was mad, and I was like, why are they mad? And then I listened, and he was just like, 
I don't know. She seems fine. Just just trust the system. Like the system is in place to help people. So like you have to trust the system. And I was like, oh, that's why your comment section is horrible. It makes sense now. Um, so yeah, it's 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 crazy that this is is happened is still happening. Um, <clears throat> one time I also think I saw a ghost in the bathroom, but I don't want to talk about that yet. I'm not ready. Oh, absolutely. Um, my dream job when I was younger was to be a game show host. I, just wanted, to, I wanted to be Bob Barker. <laughs> I was like, there's not enough female game show hosts. I want to be Bob Barker. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess not like super famous, but like like old lady famous, you know? Yeah. Like, old ladies would like me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want old women to like me. Um... No, I think there's an there's an interesting like uh, statistic, and um, in America, the thing that most little kids want to be when they grow up is like a YouTuber or like somebody that has fame, and then you ask another culture like uh, Japan, and um, they say astronaut and you know normal things like that. So it's it's just crazy like the the culture that we are in, enveloped in as Americans and. Um, the way that that can affect us. Um, there's also the, the aspect that she is still working. Like, they put her on TikTok and Instagram, and she makes, like, appearances and cameos and stuff, and, like, she is making them millions of dollars every year. Yeah. And she's still, she's, she can't, like, take care of herself, but she can make millions of dollars. I just think that that's, like... It's like human exploitation. Literally. <laughs> Um, and I think it's funny, too, that the word conservatorship normally applies to art, and it's like, art makes you money, and she's literally just being treated like some painting that would be hung on a wall, except it's a human being with rights. Um, what about, what about fame? Did you guys want to be famous when you were little? Yeah, I had, like, an interesting thought on that as a child, because I always thought that there was too much pressure that went with fame, so I never wanted to be famous in my time. Instead, I want I, th I thought more about, like, legacy aspects, and I still do. Like, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be walking down the street and someone be like, oh, her, I don't want that. Like, I don't want that. That's a lot of pressure, and, like, that's not my spiel. But, like, the idea of a legacy and, like, having a name that lives on, I think is kind of cool. Like, I always wanted to, like, be of importance in, like the medical sector or as a writer or something something where my name lives on but like my face isn't plastered everywhere or something and I think that kind of says a lot one it's weird that I have that thought as a child like <laughs> just throw <laughs> just put that one out there I was an advanced child <laughs> but, um I don't know like the idea that like I don't know we could recognize or at least I'm just go with the fact that I was a child like the fact that I as a child could recognize the amount of stress and like constant like harassment that celebrities went through but yet it was it's still such a huge part of our culture but we don't really talk about that part we're like oh yeah they're famous and like we all like idealize them without thinking about the fact that they're still like people and I think that that's that's weird like if we ever like got put in their shoes like we'd lose it like mm -hmm. that, that'd be wild for us because there's like no sense of privacy ever um and, like, people who enjoy, like, those tabloid magazines, you know, that are, like, always, like, paparazzi taking things out of context, like, that's so crazy that there's an entire market around just invading people's privacy, and I think that's kind of strange. <laughs> I grew up reading, like, Us Weekly. Well, I didn't read. I just watched, like, I just looked at the pictures. 
but I remember being like, oh, celebrities, they're just like us, and it's just like a celebrity like holding an ice cream cone, and I'm like, hey, I do that, and I'm like, I can do it someday, <laughs> if, if they can do it, I can do it, so weird, the power that we give them, I don't know, anyways. Mm. I think the fact that you just brought up that we give them the power is also just interesting, too. It 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 so kind of... Why, like, they have so much control over us. Mm-hmm. Like, we just give them that. We give them our attention and our yep. time. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things, I think, in society and in the world that we kind of give power to. Uh, I think as a nation, we also give power to money and all of the effects of money and just wanting money and it correlates with fame and wanting fame and wanting this higher status. Um, but then you like listen to the, the testimonials of people that have been there. Uh, I listened to this one podcast with Jeanette McCurdy and she was talking about how she would just be like harassed as a child all the time and like how impactful and like detrimental that is when you're growing up. And I think she remembered, or she talked about having a conversation with a, a paparazzi that's like, he said that she should be happy that she's being harassed by paparazzi and that she should want this attention and like that anybody would die for this attention and it's it's just it's just mind-boggling how how crazy this all is uh, my sister i think wants to be a youtuber she's a child and i think uh the whole wanting to be famous thing is only getting worse with time uh which is terrifying uh with the whole tiktok and like the the ability to become famous on multiple platforms uh and the attention that we give to famous people because they are famous not because they are talented uh and i also think scary too is like the instant fame that you can get like that's terrifying they can get like a a million views and you're like viral immediately and like i don't know then your privacy goes out the door like in an instant that's i don't remember where i saw this quote but it was like as as a human species we have underdeveloped like ethics and underdeveloped uh <laughs> you know the, the the cognitive part but our technology apex godly it's like magic so imagine just like a bunch of little cavemen with magic like you know how dangerous that is <laughs> do you know how dangerous that is i don't know it seems crazy to me uh how are you guys holding up i think that's how we're gonna wrap up tonight um very vocal uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm just really nervous. <laughs> That's all I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, this is a safe space, but um, I was really manifesting um, a blue Texas. That was, like, I put that on my Christmas list, man. That would have been amazing. <laughs> just, yeah. But. So. That was the first episode. Uh, it started off a little rougher on the edges, but I think it got better as we progressed. Um, I hope that next week, I mean, next next week, because this is a bi-weekly thing, uh, you tune in again and we have the same lovely listening experience, but maybe just a little bit less ums. <laughs>